0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the classic film It's a Wonderful Life. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but just be aware that if you do proceed and listen without having seen the film, the plot will be spoiled for you. Enjoy. (music) hello hello good evening you are now entering the town of big boys don't cry <laughs> or alternatively gordonsville gordonsville yeah how do you like that
0: johnstown
1: <laughs> johnstown yeah oh, Bri- that sounds
0: a little bit too close to jonestown for my liking
1: yeah the brian johnstown massacre <laughs> great band great band I don't know why I'm doing that in the Donald Trump voice, but I, I'm, I don't know
0: either. But I'm enjoying it.
1: <laughs> if anything's great now, it's just like great guy. He's a great guy. I can't really do the voice that well, not as well as some people. But you know, it's sad. he's got a
0: very distinct voice, doesn't he? He's got a what now? A very distinct voice.
1: That's that's one way of putting it. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can definitely tell it's him when he's speaking.
1: Yeah. Oh well, how has your weekend been? We're recording this on a Sunday evening and you've pushed me back an hour which I suspect is just because you wanted to watch the big Brexit debate, am I right?
0: I definitely remembered that was on and I definitely wanted to watch it.
1: You wanted to watch four people arguing about whether we should shave 4% off our GDP or 8% off. Yay. I
0: I um I'm thoroughly looking forward to for this going on for the indefinite future which applies and to everyone sure who is there that, apart from I'm Caroline
1: sure, Lucas cuz I like her.
0: Caroline Lucas is great. Um there's a reason why she's still one of the MPs in um Brighton. Um, yep. And it's because she's she's doing a bang up job. Um but yes, um I I'm really looking forward to this uh going on and on and on and I'm sure that when a decision is eventually made as to what's going to happen, that's going to be the end of it. Um, yeah, I'm sure definitely that d- discussions will not be ongoing with people.
1: Yeah. They'll be like this is this has only been going on for like nearly 3 years. Maybe we should think about something else now, you know, like, you know, poverty or education or infrastructure or you know, something. Some of the other things that we came into government to do.
0: Yes, cuz um any 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 um non UK listeners, obviously um Brexit is taking pretty much a dominant role in all of our lives in this country um ignoring the fact that our current prime minister when she was um, when she was just a mem- uh, just a member of a, a previous cabinet is responsible for one of the biggest immigration scandals that the country's ever seen um something that would have normally uh forced an mp to resign and go and live as a hermit in a cave but because brexit is going on she has been able to withstand that and it seems to have been entirely forgotten
1: about oh come on she's a Tory she'd at least go and live in a hermit in a very very expensive shed yes yeah with a Um, moat
0: hermit in a cave for a politician means resigning and making millions from contract work to do speaking
1: appearances slash writing your memoirs in a a shed
0: (laughs) yeah exactly um but yeah so, so I I I in all seriousness, I would like us to talk about some of the other things going on in this country as well, um, because there's lots of very bad things happening at the moment. Um, yeah, I, this is weird to, to kick off our <laughs> our, our Christ, one of our Christmas episodes with such serious talk, yeah. but did you see that they arrested a load of neo-Nazis who were planning a terrorist attack?
1: I did not. Fill me in. Yeah, yeah. See, I have so been I too was... busy being being festive and stuff, so... You know, I think I need to be brought back down to earth. It's only you know, it's still the second week of December. Although by the time this goes out, it'll be the third. But yeah, I think I think I've been a bit too festive. I need I need something grim to to bring me down.
2: <laughs> you
0: need to have some festive jeer, not festive cheer. I, I see what you did there. Thank you. It's it's my best work possibly. Um. Yeah. Yeah. They there was these three young lads who um who were who are neo-Nazis and were planning to do something heinous of some description, who all got arrested the other day. Oh, good. Which, yeah, so there's lots of interesting stuff going on in Britain at the moment.
1: I um, had not realised that at all. That's yeah. Not, that's yeah. good. Um, but but my, uh, my,
0: my weekend, um, to bring it back to something a little bit more positive, um, I have been reviewing a game um, called Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, and that's a bit of a mouthful, but it is one of the best games I have ever played. Wow. Um,
2: what sacrifice? Is, uh,
0: Senua's sacrifice. You, you play a young woman called Senua, who is a Pict from Orkney. Um, and basically the Vikings have come along and wiped out her, um, her village and killed um, her lover. And um, she has learned that in the Viking mythology, because of the way that her lover was killed, his soul has now gone to the Viking gods and she sets off on this quest to get his soul back basically um but what's really interesting about it and and I mean there's loads of interesting stuff going on just within that premise um it's a really interesting way of looking at mythology and things like that um also shout out to Orkney got to yeah. love it
1: um You don't hear much about Orkney do you?
0: You don't no, particularly not in a video game. Um but 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 what's great about it is that um she has some kind of psychosis um, and so you're hearing these voices in your head, you're, 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 you've you're got audio hallucinations and you, you're seeing hallucinations. Um, there's heavy overtones of delusions as well. So actually, it's a game that's as much about mental illness as it is about killing a bunch of Vikings that may or may not be there. Um, so it's a fantastic game. It, it's it's one of those rare games that uses video games in a way that only video games can be used. So like most games you look at and you think, oh, yeah, this could be a book or this could be a film or this could be a TV yeah, series.
1: Oh. This, this could be a ridiculous film starring Michael Fassbender. <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, whereas I don't think anything would be able to do Hellblade as well as Hellblade does video games, um, it would not work as well as a film or a book or anything like that. It it conveys itself so well through the player uh, interactions with it um, that it's yeah it's it's unique. I've never played anything quite like it, um, and super impressed by it. It actually came out last year, and they've just done a physical re release of it, um, which is why I, I'm reviewing it now. Um, but yeah, one of the best things I've ever played. So if there are any of you who are listening who like your Christmas. <laughs> Uh, romance movies and like video games about psychosis and North mythology go and play Hellblade Send him a Sacrifice it's really good
1: that's a good that's a good Venn diagram how does, yeah, it, how does I, I, it compare to How to Fall Boyfriend? <laughs> um, it's a much better game than How to Fall Boyfriend oh, not um, no out of 20 for no sexy partridges though
0: there, there are no sexy partridges um, but it does have a giant weird goat wolf monster um which is one of the most scared I've been playing a game. <laughs> like it's generally sort of like a sort of action combat thing with some puzzles, but then there's two or three moments in it that are just sort of like gut-clenchingly terrifying to play
1: through. Um, and that's Gut-clenchingly or butt-clenchingly? Both.
0: We'll hmm. go, with, go with the double here. Double-double.
1: Double-header. <laughs> well, speaking of partridges, there's, well, one of the best bits in It's a Wonderful Life is um, at the very, very end, when he's got he's got given the book by Clarence the Angel, it's a copy of um, Tom Sawyer, I think, and inside it, Clarence has written inside it, you know, if you know man is a failure if he has friends, or, which I think has been sort of bastardised into this whole thing that, you know, if you want to know the measure of a man, you simply count his friends, which they use in The Muppet Christmas Carol and possibly in the original Christmas Carol and a whole bunch of other stuff. There's a thing people say, isn't it? You count his friends, but it always, if you say, if you turn it into a numerical counting thing, it always makes me think of that thing in Alan Partridge, you know, where um, Chris Morris is the the farmer and Alan Partridge is like dissed farmers and he's in trouble with the farmers. And he goes, how many cows have you got? He goes, I've got a hundred cows. And then Alan Partridge goes, I've got 104 friends. It's just it really, for some <laughs> reason, it really made me think of that. Yeah, I I,
0: I, it, I didn't think of that at the time, but yeah, that's a really good way of putting yeah. it. It's
1: brilliant. So, you know, it's, it's not the number of friends you have. It's, you know, it's the quality. It's the quality, of them. yeah. Yeah, although George Bailey has also all of the friends and all of the quality of friends as well, because he needs to raise $8,000 in the end of the film. And then one of them rings up and is like, I'll give you 25000 And they all just literally keep throwing money at him anyway. In you know, a sort of it's, becomes a little bit Scrooge McDuck at the end there, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, basically just pouring out coffers into into his living room, aren't they? Now, what um, are coffers? It's what you get when you have old coffee. And yeah, you make that's, it that's what a I pot. thought. You make it into a pot and then you keep your money in it. That's what a coffer is.
1: Right. It's not, I thought it was more like a gaffer. So it's like an old guy who really likes coffee.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're a coffer.
1: Yeah. And has a lot of money because coffee is very expensive.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: Well, I've been proven wrong (laughs) then. Yeah, so yeah, it's a wonderful life. Had you seen it before?
0: I I have seen it many times before, yes.
1: Yeah. Did you like, was this a regular fixture when you were growing up at Christmas?
0: No, it's not not a regular fixture, but it's one of those things that, you know, it is on every year. And when you're in the mood, you just pop it on and give it a watch. Um, there there was very few films that we watched every single christmas um muppet christmas carol i think was pretty much the only one that was a guaranteed watch and remains a guaranteed watch every year
1: absolutely we watched it last night actually oh did you amazing yeah it's very very good i enjoyed it very much
0: it's the definitive christmas movie apart from obviously die hard which is the best christmas movie
1: yeah except it's not (laughs) because you know what i think i've only seen die hard once in my whole life probably when i was like 15 or whatever i can't even remember what happens but it now occupies this stupid space in popular culture where it's like is it or isn't it a christmas movie that i'm never going to watch it because i don't care it's
0: that's the thing is it's not a christmas movie but it is a very good action movie yeah Um, it's it's kind of a shame that it's its place now is kind of a joking thing where lads can say oh yeah i like one christmas movie die hard and everyone's like oh banto
1: yeah well <laughs> just just before we started recording actually i was on the twitter and um i saw a promoted tweet that keeps coming up on my timeline so i've, I've now muted it but from uh, from at sky cinema saying vote in the biggest debate of the year is die hard a christmas movie or not and i was like well done slow clap for whoever does social media at Sky Cinema for being, you know, roughly five years late on your meme <laughs> slash culture posts.
0: Well, it did it did actually trend the other day, didn't
1: it? Well, hashtag diehard the... is a Christmas film. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. was a big debate going on on Twitter where people were discussing it. Right, underneath so, so hashtag probably... 90% of people on Twitter are basic.
0: <laughs> I don't think we're two to judge in that regard,
1: Paddy. How, how was the Princess Switch not trending? How was Hashtag A Christmas Prince 2 is a Christmas film not trending?
0: <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to Hashtag It's a Wonderful Life is a Christmas
1: film. Yeah, that's that's going to happen. We need everyone who to listens to this podcast to get that trending. This is the most important campaign <laughs> of Christmas. It's More than any, any charity campaign. Year. Biggest debate of the year. Is It's a Wonderful Life a Christmas movie or not? And... To be fair, actually, in watching it, I realised that it doesn't really get to Christmas until the very end bit. So most of the time, it's just like the rest of the year. So you you could argue that it just because like the end happens to be at Christmas, it's not necessarily about the magic of Christmas, is it? No, true. Um... Not not that I'm disqualifying it from our December Christmas films run.
0: It's not. Are you saying, Paddy, that? It's a Wonderful Life, is not a Christmas movie.
1: No, it's definitely a Christmas movie because it's about like warmth and good cheer in that. Yes. Those, are, those are the only two things that you need for a, a Christmas movie. Warmth and good cheer in that. And Die Hard has warmth because a lot of stuff is on fire, but it doesn't have <laughs> good cheer. It has bad cheer. Very much bad cheer.
0: Yeah, the whole... I mean, I'd love to get into a bigger debate. We, we should... As, a, as like a bonus episode, at some point we should do Die Hard just to talk about it. Yeah, but but we should come up ev- with
1: like c- category, like proper like things that make it a Christmas film that it, like boxes it has to tick and stuff.
0: Yeah, but but for me at least with Die Hard, um, I feel like it's deliberately anti Christmas movie. The whole framing of it at Christmas is kind of done as a joke and a critique. The way that it in it introduces lots of Christmas elements here and there um and like i i don't think you can possibly see it as a true christmas movie down to the fact that john mcclain kills a guy by breaking his neck pushing him down the stairs and then um wraps him up in christmas lights and writes on his chest yo ho ho now i have a machine gun and puts him down on a lift so all the rest of the bad guys can see him it's like it's, it's like an obvious this is a jokey thing about christmas that you put into this movie i don't think you can watch that in good faith and go you know what this is a movie that fills me with festivities
1: yeah. You know what? At the at the end of Die Hard, I feel so much love for my fellow man. Season season of good cheer.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're not like, I'm going to go give everybody a present.
1: Yeah. It's not like, yeah, an Ebenezer Scrooge level turn of events where you're just going to be, you're going to go and buy the prize turkey.
0: <laughs> I'm going to go blow up every skyscraper.
1: Although if, if you care about the fact that Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not, you're the prize turkey.
0: Oh snap! Yeah, I, I, you can't really take anything away from that movie that makes it feel Christmassy. What, die Hard. Yeah,
1: no, not unless all it takes to get you like feeling festive is seeing some Christmas lights. In which case, good, good for you if you're that easily pleased, or e- if you're that easily festive.
0: Yeah, because I, I think there, there's other movies that are that are set at christmas time that feel a little bit more christmasy even though they're not really that kind of thing like gremlins i feel feels yeah. kind of like a christmas movie even though it's not you know it's still quite violent and satirical but it has moments of it that make it feel more like a christmas film
1: yeah for sure and yeah it's a wonderful life actually i think almost falls into that because it's it's, the message is very, very Christmas-like, and it's set at Christmas at the end. But most of the action actually just takes place throughout various different times in George Bailey's life that don't in any way relate to Christmas. So that's that's a good, I think, model for a, a Christmassy film that isn't necessarily about sleighs or decking halls or reindeer or Santas or whatever.
0: Yes, yeah. But, but what's interesting about It's a Wonderful Life is... That it wasn't initially successful. And yeah, did, did you know this, Paddy?
1: I sort of vaguely aware of this. Yeah, that the the reason it is popular now is because of some li- weird licensing shit or, or copyright stuff that meant that it was shown on television all the time in the eighties, and it sort of retroactively became a classic. Is that right?
0: Yeah. So it didn't actually make back um, the the amount it it made to make it initially. Um, and was kind of... It, it did quite well with critics. They enjoyed it. Um, and I think it was at least nominated for some awards if it didn't win them. Um, but it then, um, yeah, failed quite badly when it came to people going to see it at the cinema. Um, however, there was this loophole around it and copyright that allowed it to be shown quite regularly, um, which, you know, as, as we've seen with films like Night of the Living Dead, giving people... Plenty of access to a movie helps reach a huge amount of people. And so over time it's become this this classic, as it were. Um and yes, which I thought is quite interesting that, you know, initially when it came out, people didn't necessarily think all that much of it.
1: Yeah, that's definitely really, really interesting. And in that perhaps maybe it's because of nostalgia, isn't it? Nostalgia maybe for something that perhaps didn't even ever exist. This this sort of like 1940s idea of of america and of good people that maybe at the time sort of fell flat which is really interesting as well because if it came out in 1946 um just after the war when you think that people would be really really they would want this kind of message so that would be exactly incredibly timely but perhaps it wasn't
0: mm, and i think it's it's just a sign that maybe people didn't know what they were doing <laughs> yeah they had else. no it, idea because it is a very good film and it's one of those rare movies of that time period that still holds up um when you go back and watch particularly films pre-1960s um quite a lot of them don't really hold their weight these days and there's a a few standout examples that do And, and it's a wonderful life is one of those films that works incredibly well um even watching it nowadays wouldn't you say
1: Oh absolutely yeah I love it It's really really good it really really holds up The scenes are all sort of the right length It flows at a nice pace It has this really lovely supernatural element to it With the angels and stuff And the angels talking and that's a really good framing but the the performances are really good as well, which I think actually has a lot to do with, with James Stewart as well, doesn't it? He's a, he's a really good actor and had this really, really long career. And the thing is as well, back back in the day, they were working actors hard. They were basically owned by the studios and they would be doing a film... They would be working all of the time, like basically all day, every day acting. And it shows because he's actually very, very skilled. Even though he's kind of the same in every film, he, he still pulls it off.
2: Yeah,
0: and and I think... You do get those actors that are able to do that uh, and are still able to be incredibly captivating to watch. And yeah, James Stewart here is, is fantastic. And I think the whole cast really does a great job. And so between the sort of slightly offbeat plot where you've got these fantastical elements in there and the performances and like the the way that it, it straddles that line between drama and humor throughout. Um, it's a really good movie, although it did feel a lot longer than I remember it being.
1: Yeah, it's two hours and ten, which is quite long. One hundred and thirty minutes, twenty four seconds, says Wikipedia. But yeah, I mean, compared to a lot of films, compared to good films now, that's long. Compared to a lot of the guff that is shown in cinemas these days, that's relatively short. Like most of the kind of big block blockbustery, you know, Marvel shooty fighty films are all at least two and a half hours, aren't they?
0: yes yeah a a lot of them are they're they're all at least two hours long and a lot of your blockbusters are um muppet christmas
1: carol hour and 25 perfect perfect absolutely nailed it that's what
0: i want out of a muppet movie
1: this afternoon um i also watched a league of their own and that is surprisingly long as well it's two hours and seven minutes
0: oh right okay
1: Although I think at, I think at least 7 of those minutes were in fact the very very long credit sequence in which all of them as like old ladies in the 80s have a game of baseball to a, a ballad by Madonna.
0: <laughs> Do you think that was part of her contracts?
1: No, I th- I think she forced herself upon it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah uh, so yeah two two films in two days that were over two hours long, but um it, it flowed nicely, you know you, you were happy when it was over just because of the that length, but yeah, it's good
0: yes yeah it's uh, and I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that a lot of because the last time I watched this was i made a, a i made some music videos for our our first e p with palomino club, yeah, um, and they were all basically i took out of um, out of copyright movies and and made like music videos out of them, basically, cutting them down quite succinctly. And that was, I hadn't watched it between now and then. I remember both times thinking, God, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that I don't remember because all of the big things that you remember about this film, it's basically the last 20
1: minutes. Yeah, the the climactic bit, which I think if you took that and had that as a short film, it would still work, wouldn't it?
0: It would, yeah. You don't necessarily need all of the intric- intricacies of it all, in the build-up I think I think the build-up works really well because you get a lot more characterization which which is which is you know necessary but it does still kind of work on its own just those last bits and pieces
1: you're right actually it's 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 very much a character driven film and you know maybe at the time people just wanted plot driven nonsense they what wanted new. what <laughs> yeah you know, what changes
0: <laughs> they were all there going you know what I want the Avengers for endgame
1: that's what <laughs> yeah. I want They're all sitting there in the cinemas, like, watching the black and white films going, this is bollocks, give me some shooty fighty.
0: I want Thanos to destroy half of all life in the universe. That's what I want out of my black and white
1: chilled out movie. Yeah, I don't want to see families, I don't want to see angels, I don't want to see none of that shit.
0: (laughs) I want giant purple men disintegrating life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who's a giant purple man? (laughs) what's that sorry who's a giant purple man
0: thanos 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 is a giant purple man with a big chin yeah
1: see i I don't know anything about any of it
0: (sighs) mate you're supposed to be the comics man
1: i know but this is the big joke i'm a comic person who doesn't like comics
0: paddy paddy comics johnston
1: is your is your better name that's that's what they call me
0: i know that when you when you come home from work every day you're just there and, and you're on your way home you've picked up a new marvel and you just put it there on the patio, and you just set it on fire, and go, "Take that, comics nerds!"
1: <laughs> A new Marvel, as they call it. Yeah, <laughs> I call them marvels because they're marvelous. Marvels. Yeah, I don't know what to call the DCs. Ducks, the ducks. Yeah, yeah, the mighty ducks, the mighty ducks. And I'm like, "How? Who's mighty now, ducks?" As I step on them.
0: <laughs> Where's your Emilio <laughs> Estevez now, Batman? <laughs>
1: Yeah, you think Emilio can save you? Well, he can't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's funny because you're the main comics guy, but I think I probably own more comic booky superhero stuff than you do. I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm certain I'm not a, that you do. And I'm not a big fan of that kind of stuff either. But there's just certain bits of it that I really, really like. I'm more of
1: a weird stuff kind of guy. Yeah. Um, that, that's a good description of you. You're a weird a stuff, stuff guy. guy.
0: A weird stuff guy. I think, yeah, Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's going to be my new Twitter bio, I think. <laughs> weird, weird stuff, stuff guy. guy.
1: Which kind of sounds like you own a curiosity shop.
0: I would be perfect for owning
1: a curiosity shop.
0: Yeah. I'd love to own like a, a strange curios shop or like a little odd, odd museum where it's weird stuff inside it. Yeah. That would be my dream job. And then people come in and I'm like, come and see my wares.
1: Yeah. I've got some, a taxidermied beast in here. I've got some marvels in here. This are
0: the ashes of a ruined marvel. Some say that a man buys one every day and burns it, and this is what we have. Do you like my creepy shop
1: owner voice, by the way? That's good. That's a little bit, little bit PT Barnum, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I think it works quite well come gather and see my
2: wares
1: <laughs> and you know based on the success of The Greatest Showman which is an incredibly faithful retelling of P.T. Barnum's life I think people are hungry for those kind of stories aren't they and for those kind of characters I think we need yeah. to get this into film
0: and it means that people are going to go watch a biopic about me where yeah. a handsome young man is singing all the time
1: yeah who's who's going to play you oh,
0: cyborg Zach Efron Zach Efron's <laughs> never going to die he's going to have his brain taken out and put into a robot body yeah With Robo-pecs. He's showing off his Robo-pecs all the
1: time. The (laughs) Ephronator.
0: He literally would become the Ephronator.
1: Yeah, it'll just be his head in a jar. Oh,
0: mate. No, he's got to have the handsome
1: jaw. Oh, yeah. Well, no, he'll still still have his jawline. He'll get his whole head.
0: (laughs) Have his whole head in a jar.
1: He just won't have his own pecs.
0: What is is Ephron, if not a man of many muscles and a handsome jaw?
1: Yep. He's chiselled. And it'll always be chiselled. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I I will look forward to that film about your your life and your extremely weird shop. They're
0: going to go down well.
1: That you're going to open very soon.
0: I mean, I I, I kind of want to do that now. I, I'm I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and be really sad that I don't own a curio shop.
1: I think this is your this is your true calling in life. We're gonna, we're going to have to quit the podcast so that you can do this shop.
0: Oh, true, true. But then I'm, I'm counting on all of our ad revenue to make make me the money to go and buy
1: this shop in the first place. This is true. This is why we need to get some sponsors. Yeah. Do you reckon P.T. Barnum would sponsor us?
0: <laughs> I definitely... Have you got a Ouija board at hand? <laughs> well, Boy, P. T. funny
1: you should say that. Yeah. Uh, no, I do not. <laughs> oh, shame. Yeah. But I'll, I'll find one and I'll ask him. Maybe I'll get one for Christmas.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, the alternative to make that money is to become a real bastard um that's what i learned from it's a wonderful life is be a bastard and you get super rich and no one can stop you and yep. there there's, there's no just desserts
1: for you you like just the, get away uh, with it The not at all cartoonish villain mr potter
0: yeah, he, and, and he gets away with it. it I, I don't remember <laughs> that, and it really annoyed me. He just gets away with everything at the end. No one turns up and stabs him in the neck.
1: Exactly. He stole he stole that $8,000 from George, and he's still got it. He's what still got it. What an awful bastard. And
0: he's just got that money. He he faces no ramifications for it. I wanted one of the more angry angels to come down, like Michael, to come down and just be like, mate, what are you playing at? And just
1: smite him. Michael from The Good Place.
0: Michael Foot.
1: Michael Foot in his his donkey jacket.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Donkey jacket of death.
1: (laughs) Now that sounds like the kind of thing you sell in your shop. Come witness (laughs) the donkey jacket of death. (laughs) When you
0: put it on, you become incredibly
1: unpopular with the
0: British population and you will never win an (laughs)
1: election. It's a surefire way to kill any hopes of a political career.
0: Yes, but yeah, yeah. Michael, he's the livid archangel, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he's
0: he's he likes stabbing fools.
1: Yep. He's that that? That, yeah, he's furious.
0: Listeners can probably tell. I don't know very much about Christianity. Um, I, I generally glean it through osmosis, but I think he's the one who he he's the one who goes and beats up Satan, isn't he?
1: The angel Michael. Yep, yeah, def- definitely not Michael
0: Foot. Not Michael Foot. Uh,
1: not Michael Foote or Michael from the Good Place, played by no. Ted Ted Danson very well (laughs) (laughs)
0: although i could imagine him becoming a vessel for him at some point
1: yeah i i I could genuinely see ted danson having been in its wonderful life you just you could just sort of slot him in couldn't you
0: you could you could he would fit in quite well with the tone of the movie wouldn't he
1: yeah have you seen the good place
0: no no i haven't yet i watched Um, the first season and a
1: bit of the second it is extremely good it's worthy of the hype for sure oh excellent I highly recommend it. One of Ted Danson's best roles.
2: Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, I will have to watch it.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I wish that the angel Michael came down, but instead we get the angel Clarence, which is a good name.
0: Yeah, he, he and he's a he's a fun character. He's cheeky, yes, and it, yeah, there's yeah. a
1: fun a fun joke about how he jumps into the river to save George, and George is like he jumped in to save you. Yeah, the the crossing of the two realms through that is good. And it's sort of lighthearted about the very very serious subject of suicide, isn't it? In a way that doesn't feel like it's trivializing it.
0: Um yes, yeah, exactly. Um it 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 does a really good um job of treating it with severity but without I don't know, if it still feels a little bit preachy. Yeah, but not necessarily in a in a in a bad way that really sort of makes people feel uncomfortable nowadays
1: yeah i mean ultimately it's sort of a christian fable isn't it yes yeah yeah angels looking after you and all that however many decades before robbie williams brought angels back into the popular consciousness
0: um (laughs) yes (laughs) um although he he had a bit of a um he had a bit of a controversy around that didn't he did he? As to whether he, he whether he entirely wrote the song.
1: Oh, yeah. He nicked a couple of lines from someone or something. And I don't yeah. just mean lines of coke. I mean actual lines of the song.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: I, I believe he settled out of court. Yes, if I, indeed. If I remember rightly. Um,
0: but yeah, and, and, and through it all, this film... Offers, offers you protection, protection. <laughs> a lot of love and affection
1: yeah it does it's a, it's a comforting film it's it's yeah. good it's it's comforting in a way that you can sort of see the history of cinema through it and the history of of storytelling about good things and good people you know and that that is a genuine comfort at this time of year you know and it, it makes it's something that shows you know good people coming together to do good things which is the point of christmas i guess
0: yeah it. it it's a there's a togetherness to it and 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 more than that it shows that and I think this is a a message that a lot of people can 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 take away it shows that even though you feel as though you haven't made a difference you really have yeah um and, and as we've mentioned previously in this podcast I'm I'm always very proud of the fact that I'm slowly making the world a worse place for everybody <laughs> Um yeah but, but, I, but I often feel sort of like, I, I, and, you know, so, sorry, this is going to be a bit of a rant, I imagine. But like, I, I often feel as though um, I've not accomplished very much. And at the end of each year, I think like, oh, God, what have I done? How is it the end of the year already? Um, and, and sometimes it's really important to sort of take stock of what you've done over the course of the year and what you've done over the course of your life that's actually made a real difference and that's actually sort of done a lot so like this year you know i've 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 been part of a charity team that's raised um nearly 9000 pounds for a mental health charity and and i've been um you know i've been i've been uh giving mental health awareness talks and 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 talking one on one with people and things like that and and when you, when you, and and that's the kind of thing that everybody does to some extent. Is everybody makes a difference to people's lives
1: in those ways? But not um, everyone raises money for charity. Not everyone does talks. Not everyone actually gets out there and does the shit that you're doing. It's really important stuff. And you like you're giving the talks with a lot of regularity, and people are responding to them as well.
0: Yes. Yeah. And um, and and I think what. But what's important is that people do make a difference in that way. So even if you don't do specifically what I've been doing, you'll have done something that will have improved something. You will have have made a co-worker's life easier. You will have made a difference to your friends or to your family. Um, And and every year people do those things. So even though you might look back at it and go, oh, God, you know, what what have I been doing? I've been wasting my time. Um, Everyone is doing things of merit. Yeah, unless you're a conservative MP.
1: <laughs> yeah, or unless you've played a lot of FIFA.
0: <laughs> but then you have made <laughs> if every game you have lost in FIFA, you have brought a little bit of joy to somebody else.
1: Yeah. You
0: you have made that 10-year-old with a really foul mouth a brief 5 seconds of happiness before they go back to being furious online.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, yelling abuse at faceless teenagers on the internet. It makes some people happy. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, yeah. Everybody does make a difference, and uh, yeah. and that's I think the really important thing to take away from this. That like, you know, Bailey is like he does. He's done this huge amount of good, even though he doesn't see it. And 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 that's what's great to take away from this film.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it, yeah, so in a way, it's almost more of a kind of New Year film, isn't it? Then much better than New Year's Eve, anyway. But it's yes. sort of, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just take, taking stock of things and looking back at the things that you've done and whatever, and you will always have made a difference somehow. But the the clever thing that the film does is to actually show you those things. And yeah, that's the kind of the last few minutes where you're seeing um, him go around the town and go, oh yeah, his old boss became like a drunken bum who went to prison because he wasn't there to stop him from accidentally poisoning a child, which is quite grim subject matter, really. But it's, you know, it... Hits home, and he wasn't there to save his brother from the ice, so his brother died and stuff. That's all. Like actually, very, very, quite, yeah, hard hitting stuff. But to to actually be shown that on screen, in contrast to having seen it already earlier in the film, is a really, really effective visual device. And I'm actually kind of surprised that that isn't also almost more of a trope in cinema.
0: Yeah, and it, and you don't really see it that often, do you? Um, you see right. it, you see it here and there. Apart but... from
1: in uh, our favourite film when we first met.
0: True. True.
1: <laughs> I mean, I was very disappointed that when um it it goes into the alternate reality, George Bailey doesn't look down and go, "I'm fat now,
0: I'm fat now." <laughs> um, but the 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 alternative take on the town when when he does go back and go back and and sees this brief alternate reality where he never existed, it does look like it might be quite good fun, doesn't it?
1: What Pottersville? Yeah, yeah, everyone living in slums.
0: You go there. You, you go there for a night
1: out. It's Everyone like, gambling. Everyone's gambling. Everyone's partying. There's all like strip clubs and stuff.
0: Sorry, the cat is whining at me whilst trying to attack my arm, and I'm not quite sure what she wants.
1: Is she furious? Yeah. <laughs> Hold
0: on. Can you see me? Hang
1: on. I'll turn my. No, I can't see you. Your. Um, oh, okay. Your camera's turned off.
0: She. <laughs> She's sitting here staring at me. Her eyes have suddenly gone, almost black like a demon's. Her pupils are so big. Um, and she's just sitting here whining. And if I move anywhere near close to her, she just playfully bites into my arm and starts attacking it.
1: Well, at least it's playful. Yes, yeah, so I think
0: she wants to play is what she wants.
1: Right. And um, that, or she has some strong opinions about Pottersville. I, I think the, she uh, loves Pottersville. Alternate reality. Yeah. Not the uh, the film.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, not the film. Although I, I was watching that today. Were you actually? Yeah, we'll have more on okay. that next week.
1: Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it. Yeah. So don't do not reveal anything. Oh,
0: get off me, you little bastard. What are you doing? <laughs> She's now staring at <laughs> Okay. She's now staring at me with her ears facing like backwards almost, with her mouth slightly open. I do not know what's going on with you, cat. You've gone mad.
1: Is she fully grown now?
0: She is, yeah. She's still very small. Um she yeah. she is a she is a tiny cat, but yeah, she's fully grown now. She's over a year old.
1: But she has a lot of fur. She has a ridiculous amount of fur. Yeah, so that, that contributes a to a, a, a feeling of largeness, even if she's not large <laughs> yes, larger yeah. in stature.
0: She has always been fluffy, but I think her fluffiness has actually grown with age. Yeah. Um. So she's even fluffier than she was when she was a kitten. One day you're going to
1: come home, that? and there's just going to be like this literal ball of fluff, like a round sphere <laughs>
2: like just rolling drift. around.
1: Yeah. It's gonna be the Triffid? day. What are they called? That <laughs> the things day, day gonna... of the Triffid.
0: What What are they called from um, from Star Trek? Tribbles.
1: Tribbles. Is that it? tribbles? Day, day of it all... the Tribble.
0: Because tri... yeah, Triffids are the big monstrous plants that eat people. Not that. <laughs> uh, I think they're called. <laughs> I think they're called yeah. Tribbles.
1: You're gonna need oh, a couple... one
0: thing, right? One thing. Sorry, this is completely off tangent. I am still annoyed that we have never had a good day of the Triffids movie adaptation. I know they did the old one, which was kind of all right it's an amazing book and I want to go see a big scary Triffid on screen
1: I think that's very disrespectful to the little shop of horrors
0: <laughs> a true yeah um but something scary I want a big big scary big scary Triffid film
1: yeah they could shoot it at your shop if you buy you only need to buy one Triffid and then you're set right you can rent it out to the movie business
0: yeah there we go yeah
1: and um, then your your cat can come in and roll around <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> right okay let's move on let's move on.
1: Yeah and also the other th- a thing that really struck me on this viewing of its a wonderful life that didn't really before was where he he sort of ha- he's has all this talk earlier on in the film about not being able to face being cooped up in an office and the whole thing is like he wants to do something big and important and he wants to leave and he wants to travel and he never does. And I never really considered that as much as the whole thing about all the townspeople coming together for him and all the things he did that were good that he couldn't see and stuff. But it's like, actually, he never got to do the things that he wanted to do. So he had to kind of had to be shown that it was okay that he didn't do that, Uh, which is more of a different message, which is about having gratitude for the things that you have and that you can and can't change and whatever. And that's kind of uh, almost a Zen message. And I I liked that. I, I identified with it on that level as well.
2: Yeah,
0: I, I and I think, I don't know, it's one of those things where I think this movie really resonates with a lot of people of our generation. And I think a lot of that comes down to that, is that, like, for us, you know, millennials in general, um, we have, we we've been working in one of the most difficult times to be working. And it's not, well, it's kind of that the opportunities are more difficult for us than they were for previous generations i think is the the fair way to say it just statistically um and and that with the added pressure of you know being told that if you go to university you'll be able to do these amazing things um a lot of people have found that they haven't been able to achieve the amazing things that they once wanted to do cat Mm -hmm. get away from my mixing desk you fucking bellend (laughs) um and and so um and so, yeah, it's it's one of those things where a message like this, which is fine at saying, you know what, maybe you didn't get to go off and travel the world when you were when you were twenty one because you had to get a job, uh, or you know what, well, maybe you're not working your dream job and you're not you're not a stunt racer slash president of the United yep. States just yet. Um, it's an you important message built to built a house home.
1: out of avocados.
0: No, exactly. Um, And it's an an important message to take home that you know what, there's things that you're doing which are worthwhile. and, And there's different ways to measure success than what was expected of you when you were 15 years old.
1: Yeah, which is something you don't expect from a film made in 1946, especially as so much of the like kind of older generations chat about millennials is is always just like, oh, it was so much harder in my day. These kids don't know they're born. Meh, meh, meh. Avocados work hard. There, whatever. When actually, this is saying that you know, you know what? Sometimes in life it's hard, and you have to do what you have to do, and that doesn't mean that you're not a good person or that you won't get to do these things later on or whatever. It's just saying that like actually, it's okay to just be and to deal with it however you. Want to deal with it, and to do all those things, and that you can be a good person and still live this great, rich life. However, you deal with the difficulties that you're faced with. Yeah, exactly, and
0: and that's a really important message to take home. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why this film has become such a cult classic, uh, such as like popular classic. Um, with with each generation, is there something for anybody to see in this and 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 take hold of and and use it to help better themselves.
1: Yeah, I mean, the old people can enjoy the Charleston contest at the beginning, you know.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. They, they can look at Mr. Potter and go, oh, that's what I want to be. Yeah. He's got
1: the right idea. He's a fine figure of a man.
0: <laughs> look at him. He's managed to rob thousands of dollars from a young person. You know, that's what we should
1: be doing. <laughs> and smoked a lot of cigars. Exactly,
0: because cigars never hurt anyone. It's all a liberal conspiracy.
1: Yeah, so are good for the planet. <laughs> yeah. But I felt like it flowed very differently to today's kind of films. So even though it was long and it did feel long, it had a more gentle pace, don't you think?
2: Yeah,
0: and and the other thing is the way that it's framed is, let's compare it to another Christmas classic, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, which also has the kind of flashback and seeing these different points in someone's life. Yeah. Um. Where in Muppet Christmas Carol, obviously, you know, based on a book by uh gonzo
1: yeah Um, (laughs) sir charles gonzo
0: sir charles gonzo but obviously you know it's based on original source material much like um it's a wonderful life is based on original source material but the the pacing that the two have gone for is very very different when a lot of it still comes down to it's really the boils down to the same message is someone has lost their way at christmas time by looking at what's important in life they realize that they are good and then they will continue to or will do good things and everyone comes together and sings a
1: song yep <laughs> which is the most important part Th- that yeah, is the, the, only, the only time i felt like i liked old lang syne was watching the end of this film
0: i mean the most unrealistic thing about this movie is that everyone seems to know all of the words
1: <laughs> yeah which is not true nobody knows all of the words to old lang syne it doesn't exist <laughs> no.
0: it- it's from a time before language
1: Scholars have been searching for centuries for the full, the full manuscript of the lyrics of Old Lang Syne, and it's never been found. <laughs> but yeah, may I actually all, I feel like
0: may, it may all old lyrics be forgot.
1: <laughs> and Triffids in good time. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I actually feel like It's a Wonderful Life owes a bit of a debt to a Christmas Carol, which is probably something that the the writer of the original story, the short story that it's based on, was. Um, definitely new probably influenced by charles dickens or whatever but yeah the the idea of losing your way at christmas and being shown an alternate reality that gets you to change your mind or do something differently is yeah is is a really great story and one that is often imitated or in the case of a christmas carol remade to death but yeah it's it's there's a through line for the two two films that i think also helps with the the festive feeling of it and the the slightly preachy but still very good and warm message of it
0: yes yeah um it yeah it 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 all works very well doesn't it it all flows very well and and i think it does it clearly does take a lot of inspiration from a christmas carol because it you know it's this other quintessential christmas story
1: yeah it is although level with me what's with the crow what's with the crow yeah um well the
0: the crow dates back to um An ancient myth whereby if someone dies on the night before Halloween in a violent way, they then come back the year later and enact vengeance on those who killed them. Um, Best told through the the wonderful legend, The Crow, um, where Brandon Lee came back as a goth musician and killed a bunch of gangsters.
1: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) in, in a way as well, that's where the through line goes. It goes, a Christmas carol, it's a wonderful life, The Crow. Yeah, exactly. You should watch those three films in one day. And yeah, you'll be surprised all fit how they flow well together. <laughs> and there's also at one point, um, Uncle Billy is sort of weirdly comforted by a squirrel. Did you did you notice that? Yeah, that's.
0: <laughs> there's so many moments in this movie. where I'm just like, what is going on? there's just these odd little idiosyncratic moments.
1: you are like, what squirrels? Well known for their domesticity, warmth, and non-rabid claws. <laughs>
0: I mean, squirrels are bellends, aren't they? Let's be honest. They are
1: awful. Red red squirrels, I guess, are okay, because they're the endangered ones. But yeah, grey squirrels. Bastards. (laughs) Get out. Get out, squirrels. Stop
0: stealing my seeds from the garden, you bastards.
1: Yeah. Yeah, stop chucking the leaves all over my garden and leaving, like, (laughs) (laughs) nutshells. Oh, dear.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's lots of little moments like that in this film, there aren't there? It's a bit weird.
1: Yeah. And you're just like, is this a 1940s thing? Is this what everyone was doing just after the war? They're like, oh, well, during the war, we had to ration our crows. So now that we've got a good stock of them, let's have one in the film.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's have one in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's an odd one. But I, I don't know. I think those little moments make it even better, though, don't they? Just yeah. these weird little quirks.
1: Yeah, you're just like, yeah, sure. Why not? I'm enjoying watching an old film that's flowing slightly differently to what I usually watch. You know, Yeah, why not? Give me the scroll. Did you notice that the two cops are called Bert and Ernie?
0: Yes, although apparently that's not where the names Bert and Ernie came from.
1: No, supposedly it is just a coincidence. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I do kind of love it though.
1: (laughs) Which is hilarious. And um, that song that they sing, Buffalo girl, won't you come out tonight? Always makes me think of a Gary Larson cartoon um, (laughs) that I didn't get when I first saw it because I was small and then had to have it explained to me where it's it's called The Elephant Man Meets a Buffalo Gal, and it's got the elephant man and, like, a sort of cow woman in a suit meeting at a bar. (laughs) (laughs) Which I found funny, even though I didn't really understand it.
0: It's one of those things that works, even if you don't quite understand what's going on.
1: Yeah, which is the genius of Gary Larson.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a... I, I like this movie, patty
1: Yeah, and that it's song keeps coming one. back. It's really good use of like recurring musical tropes and stuff. It's good. And the two the two blokes serenading them out, out in the rain while they're having their fake honeymoon. It's full of like tender moments like that, which are still, again, little moments that don't necessarily crop up in the bit later on where they're trying to show him all the good things that he did in his life. But it's all, yeah, it's nice, nice little moments like that isn't it
0: yeah yeah it's a it is a feel-good film even though you know there's 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 these moments of darkness in it Um, yeah like when he
1: finally loses it like when um uncle billy has lost the money and he's like all drunk and he's shouting at his family and stuff it's genuinely like very hard to watch because you're just like no no this is this is bad i don't like it yeah
0: yeah it's it's quite difficult to watch but it but it, it then makes the finale even more satisfying in a way doesn't it
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, like it genuinely has that capacity to affect me emotionally, which you know is not, a lot of films don't. Although I was yeah. very, very obviously affected very emotionally by a Christmas Prince too.
0: I was going to say, you know, that is the emotional tour de force of cinema.
1: Yeah, you know, I really, really felt that the whole of the nation of Aldovia was at stake.
0: <laughs> I'm glad they were able to solve that really obvious piece of fraud. Yeah.
1: See if um if they'd had Bitcoin. They'd have been able to solve his um, the problems of Bedford Falls instantly. He'd be like, we yeah. lost $8,000. Don't matter, mate. I've got 8,000 Bitcoin right here.
0: Why was the angel of Bitcoin not sent down to solve everything?
1: Yeah, yeah, Clarence, where's your cryptocurrency? <laughs> Don't want <laughs> your moldy life. old copy of Tom Sawyer. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's it's interesting that this film has had one sort of remake, which is an adaptation film that came out that I've not seen, which I can't even remember what it's called, but it's never been remade or like redone, which is interesting considering the position that it occupies in popular culture. You'd think someone would have had a crack at it. But maybe it's a licensing thing, I don't know.
0: Yeah, maybe it's just one of those things where they'd be too worried about the backlash.
1: Yeah to
0: really um to really do it and and it's I don't know whether it's the kind of movie that people would go and see again like if it
1: yeah if they if they remade it with I don't know Mark Wahlberg or someone
0: yeah you've got you got Johnny Depp
1: right <laughs> a fifty something year old man playing a twenty something year old man because yeah that's he's, he's running around
0: he's, he's running around like Jack Sparrow um <laughs> I've lost eight thousand dollars worth of rum. I'm livid. It gone. Oh. <laughs>
1: and um, they're like, oh, "Don't, don't cry, Johnny Depp. You did some good things in your life. Cho- <laughs> you Chocolate you was Donny sort Brasco. of okay, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you made Donny Brasco. And and so yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know whether it would. It's the kind of movie that people would go and see. I think people would be a bit soured at the entire thing. And then, is it the kind of movie that people would go and watch at Christmas time? Given that a lot of the biggest movies at Christmas time aren't that kind of Christmas movie
2: anymore.
1: Yeah, you think it's not festive enough?
0: Yeah, and and like people don't really go and see big Christmas movies that much unless they're a rom com.
1: Yeah, which explains four Christmases, the greatest movie of our generation, <laughs> the greatest Christmas movie of all time.
0: That it's it's I've never seen it, but I've heard such great things about it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's Vince Vaughn's most iconic role.
0: <laughs> it's up there with the remake of Psycho that he's in for some reason.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen that. Have you not? It's no. it's a
0: fascinating and weird project because it's basically a shot-for-shot shot remake, apart from it's got Vince Vaughn in it. It was directed by someone odd. Who was it? But yeah, it's got, I think it's Anne Hesh and yeah, Vince Vaughn. Oh, it's directed by Gus Van Sant.
1: Oh, okay. So that sounds vaguely interesting. It's not.
0: <laughs> it's because because it's literally a shot-by-shot shot remake. It basically follows the exact same pattern as the original. You're kind of wondering why did it happen in the first place. Even though it's got, well, maybe Vince Vaughn excluded, it's got a very good cast of people. So it's got like Julianne Moore and Viggo Mortensen as well. Oh. Um it's it's yeah, it's a it's a weird one. It's not worth watching unfortunately.
1: Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't sound great. Is it? Be, is <laughs> yeah. it better or worse than Fred Claus? Though, um, I haven't. Seen I'd it.
0: say it's. It's. <laughs> I having never watched Fred Claus, I say that I imagine that the Psycho remake is better than Fred Claus, by virtue of the name that the movie is called Fred Claus. They couldn't come up with a more interesting <laughs> name for it than Fred Claus.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I'm. Sorry, I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm on the I'm on the Wikipedia page for Fred Claus, and I wasn't even reading it, but it just caught my eye. The first thing it says: a baby is born, and within a few minutes of his birth, he starts saying "ho ho ho." What? <laughs> also, that... above above it, it has the warning from Wikipedia. You know, sometimes it has like a warning. It says this article's plot summary may be too long or excessively detailed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's amazing oh dear but, but like could they not have you know they could have called it the santa sibling or something like that
1: hey that that's not bad yeah
0: uh, I'll, I'll go back in time and walk into the into the boardroom and be like oi guys don't call it Fred Claus, santa sibling and they would be like oh thank you it's like boom give me your money
1: no no i got it S- santa bros
0: oh santa bros
1: yeah oh no 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 bro bro bro
0: Oh no, that's got to be the tagline. Bro, 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 Merry Christmas.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Santa Bros. That's yeah. way better than Fred Claus.
0: Like There's so many better options than Fred Claus, and they went with Fred Claus, and for that reason I'm never watching that movie.
1: Oh, if I see it's... a copy of it, I'm going to throw it in the bin. You're going <laughs> to stamp on it on your front porch and set fire to it.
0: I am. I am. <laughs>
1: Take that, Fred Claus.
0: Take that, the unwanted sibling of Santa Claus.
1: Yeah, wait, although it stars your, your main man, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, cameo as unnamed man getting parking ticket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. As long as at some point he turns up in a bar and starts playing some music on an acoustic guitar. That's what I want out of my Jeffrey Dean.
1: Well, it also stars Ludacris as DJ Donnie, and I doubt DJ Donny's going to let that happen.
0: Oh, man. I, maybe I've been all wrong about Fred Claus. It does have Ludacris in it, playing a DJ.
1: Chris Ludacris, Chris Bridges, Ludacris Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to give him his full title. Um,
0: to give him his full name. So... Uh... where were we before we got onto the whole fred Claus fiasco
1: don't watch fred Claus. watch it's a wonderful life because it's very good If, if you haven't seen it it's really really worth your time you might be thinking that it's one of these old ass films that like oh people say that it's so great but i don't want to sit through some boring old shit shut up watch it it's good
0: yeah it's good and you can always just go and get a cup of tea in the first hour and a half
1: you can there's a lot of stuff where there's actually a lot of dialogue really packed in which i think is also kind of of its time and you don't have to pay attention to all of it you do feel you will be sort of listening at one point claire walked in and was like i can't understand a word any of these people are saying (laughs) well yeah it's from 1946 the sound mixing isn't that great funnily enough
0: and on top of that they talk like 1946
1: people which is generally gibberish but I wish everybody talked like that now. It'd be a lot How's more how fun. About
0: all that? a bad about
1: That's, uh, let me just say, uh, Fred Claus. There's a, a terrible, uh, <laughs> what film, Vince
0: Ford? I say as I move <laughs> my trousers up another inch
1: towards my elbows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the suspenders. I tell you what, this week was my mad week of Christmas parties, and I got through it, which was great. I had a hangover for the first time all year, and I don't regret it. But our Christmas party, one of the Christmas parties I went to was Great Gatsby themed, and I bought a pair of suspenders for the first time ever, and I put them on, and I was like, "Look at me, I'm a man from the from the 20s, Yeah, and then they yep. they wouldn't stay clipped on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a hilarious moment where they both pinged off as like a slide whistle went?
1: I did but it happened in the toilet when I was getting changed so nobody oh, saw it Disappointing, that would Apart be Apart from me, yeah So I just um, wore all my spats instead
0: Did Did your Great Gatsby party end with a death and crushing disappointment and a feeling of emptiness?
1: Yeah, yeah Our CEO shot himself in the pool It was it was grim <laughs> well,
0: At least it was honest to the book then It's one of my pet peeves, I'm really sorry no,
1: Nobody came to the funeral <laughs>
0: I'm really sorry, but I hate it when it's like Gatsby themed. And it's like, did you not read The Great Gatsby and get what it was telling you? Yeah. Like th- this is not good. This is not good stuff. Um. But yes, it yeah
1: it, it irks me somewhat. Baz Luhrmann has a lot to answer for, doesn't he?
0: <laughs> Have you seen the Baz Luhrmann
1: movie? Yeah, we should talk about it's, that at it's, some point, it's, shouldn't I, we?
0: I quite like it. I quite like it. Yeah, we could watch it for the for this actually. Yeah. Um, I, I thought I'll it was keep good. My thoughts to myself, but I enjoyed yeah. it.
1: Yeah, so did I overall. But yeah, there's there are layers to it, aren't there? There, are, There's a lot to sink your and teeth I, into. And I think now. a lot of
0: people just saw the trailers for it and thought, oh, I'll do a party based on that.
1: Yeah, definitely. And a party where nobody's talking like this. No <laughs> one's talking <like laughs> that. Yeah. I say. Like,
0: I'm gonna I
1: smoke a cigar. <laughs> smoke a cigar. Embe- Embezzle <laughs> money. Name a town after yourself and be a capitalist man. I that's mean, the, that's everybody's the real dream, message. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So name a town after yourself
0: yeah i want i want to have enough money to just get a town somewhere I just buy up all the property and be like yo this is gordonsville now
1: yeah gordonsville works so well for that actually
0: it's just gonna be it's just gonna be gambling dens everywhere
1: Yep, yeah. strip clubs
0: strip clubs gambling dens
1: and curiosity shops
0: and <laughs> curiosity shop on every corner in gordonsville <laughs> You want to see shrunken heads? I got them by the barrel full.
1: I want to see some triffids. I got uh, triffids. Get your triffids. I got your (laughs) triffids right here.
0: You want some triffids? I got them.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I want to live in Gordonsville for sure.
0: (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, like, comment, and subscribe if you would like us to get enough money to make Gordonsville a reality.
1: Yep. rate, comment, and subscribe.
0: So, so do you have anything else to say about it? It's a Wonderful Life?
1: Uh, no, I don't think that I do. And then the, yeah, it's very, very good. It's very appropriate for this time of year. It's a, it's a, a rare example of an old f- black and white film that is very, very good. Did you, the version you watched was in black and white, right?
0: I watched the black and white one, yeah.
1: Because I have seen one of the colorized versions and I did not hate it. I thought it was actually fine, but I prefer it in black and white because it just feels kind of more faithful to how it was made and the intention of it.
0: Yeah, I I I don't mind the colorized versions. I know a lot of people don't like them at all, but I think they're fine. Um, but yeah, I prefer it in black and white.
1: Yeah, people who like actually care about whether the colorized versions or not, or like really take against them, it's like, who cares? Like,
0: <laughs> well, I can understand people wanting the sanctity of a film as it was at the time, but yeah, I don't I don't really mind myself. I'm fine with it this way.
1: So yeah, I think I I think that's enough to say about that. It's a wonderful film.
0: It is a wonderful film.
1: Uh, so yeah, so how we how are we gonna rate this boy?
2: Hmm.
0: That's a difficult one. How many words can you get into old land before you
1: <sighs> forget what the lyrics are? Well it depends if I'm singing it like this or in my regular voice.
0: <laughs> well if you're singing it like this then no one will be able to tell anyway, so you're fine.
1: Exactly. So, so that, we're, not, we're not even gonna rate it. We're just gonna just gonna keep talking. <laughs> uh <laughs> see, I will. I'm going to give it. Ooh. I'm going to give it a 17, which is quite high, but I feel like it's, yeah, it's very, very good. There's nothing bad about it or anything that kind of really drags it down, really. Maybe it's not like so huge, so huge a deal for me that it can get up to 18, 19, 20, but it's, it's basically there. How about you?
0: Yeah, so I'll give it a 15. Um, I do feel that it drags a little bit in the early sections every so sort of yeah, thing, but that's just the nature of a film from 1946. Um, but sometimes and-
1: that's good for a Christmas film, isn't it? Because you're often, during the festive season, if you put it on, you're often sort of talking to relatives and making cups of tea and cooking pigs in blankets and stuff. So it's actually, it's okay that some of that stuff might happen in the background, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Um, and so, yeah, I, it doesn't flow as well as it, perhaps would do to someone who just watches modern movies um and i think some of those some some of it could have some of the fact could have even been trimmed in 1946 but um i i think it's a really good film with a really nice message and it works incredibly well great performances um so yeah it's a it's a very good one and i'm I'm pleased it exists.
1: It is indeed. Oh, and just quickly on the romance element, you know, his his romance with Mary is very, very nice, isn't it? I especially like it is, the, yeah. the Charleston contest and they're dancing and then the, the surprisingly newfangled swimming pool opens up and they all jump in the water and they have sort of a, a tender scene afterwards where he sort of walked her home and there's a guy who looks like he's vaping on the patio while they're talking outside. It's great. It's very, very nice and believable.
0: It is, yeah. It feels very natural. Um, it's a really great little romance, actually.
1: Yeah, it's nice. So, you know, it's got got romance, it's got morals, it's got a strong message, it's festive. What more do you want? It's got greed. Yeah, it's got greed, avarice. (laughs) It's got crows, it's got squirrels. It's got crows. It's got it all. And as far as I can tell, Fred Claus has none of those things.
0: I know, right?
1: So... You know, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> what are you doing? Go and watch It's a Wonderful Life, not Fred Claus.
1: Oh, boy. Well, that's three out of four Christmas films done. So what? what is next?
0: So, so next, I think it's actually your turn to tell
1: us, isn't it? Uh, it probably is, yeah. So, yeah, we were originally going to watch Four Christmases, not going to lie, um, be- mainly because we wanted an excuse to dunk on Vince Vaughn. But we can still do that. <laughs> um, but um, for end of the podcast Oliver Carey sent us the trailer for a film called Pottersville which looks incredible so we're going to watch that instead. Yes. Came out yes. last year, has a lot of our favourite people in it including Michael Shannon with his yeah, crazy face
0: It has a ridiculously good cast um, so yeah, I, I watched it today I'm very interested to know what your thoughts are Paddy when you've seen it
1: Okay. Yeah. Um. I shall. I shall say nothing. But yeah. That will be our final film of 2018, Potter'sville. Yeah. Do you Do you have any other bit, little bits of follow up or anything?
0: Uh, nothing for me. No.
1: Cool. I just wanted to say that a um, friend of the podcast, Adam Maleski, has tweeted us to tell us that Comic Relief is doing a follow up to a little skit. Um, thing for comic relief in March. That's some new material for the Four Weddings in a Funeral cinematic universe, or the the Curtis verse, as as it should be called. I haven't even watched it because it's awful. But and he says that he, he um, Richard Curtis is the George Lucas of rom com and needs to just leave his films alone, which I agree with.
0: Because <laughs> they did they did Love, actually, didn't they?
1: Yeah, and it was bad.
0: I didn't watch it um
1: it was it was tacky and lame
0: <laughs> right okay that doesn't I don't think
1: well. it went down well, even with people who loved love actually right okay
0: well we, yeah i I think there's something to be said about leaving things alone
1: um once they've reached their natural conclusion yeah, which is you know which is why it's a wonderful life is good right
0: yeah no um no unnecessary sequels, yeah and the... you find out you you find out that the the crow is actually another angel. Um, who used to be well used to be an angel but then somehow forgot that they were an angel
1: yeah um, and the real wonderful the, life was the squirrels that they met along the way that, that was a very poorly veiled attempt
0: to to dunk on nagini in the <laughs> oh <New> no <laughs> yeah have you seen it the fantastic no, I, I'll, I'll probably watch it when it comes to streaming yeah don't pay um, for it watch it for i really free. i really liked the the first one i thought the first one was good
1: it's yeah, great, and this one is still good. But as I said before, yeah, it's two and a half hours of exposition, and there's no way around that.
0: I I heard that, um, and and this is from someone who I really respect the opinions of, so I hope that they're right. Oh, was it but me? It, it was from you. Um, it, I heard that they like make a a reference to to Muggle Wars in it as a reason why, um, Macy Boy Johnny Depp is like, we should stop the Muggles, blah blah blah, um. And um and, and I hear that, that part of his reasoning is like, look at the wars. And then it made people think, wait a minute, why did the wizards not do anything during the Holocaust in World War Two? Oh, God. And suddenly yeah. I was just like, fuck me. Yeah, why didn't they do anything? They knew what was going on.
1: Yeah, because they did the nothing about were, it. We've discussed this before, haven't we? How the wizards are actually just terrible people because they won't yeah. <laughs> help the muggles who are really going through some shit and could yeah, really use and- some magical help.
0: And i would never thought of that before. And obviously, in the in the books, because my my experience with the Harry Potter universe is just the the books. And I don't know if I've watched all of the movies, but I've at least watched. Have you not half of them? I might have missed. Yeah. I might have missed the Half Blood Prince. I think I watched both of the last one. I watched the one good. where they have the big wizard fight in the in the Ministry of Magic. Is that the fifth one?
1: The big wizard fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah there's the big, big
0: wizard fight oh, no they don't the one the one with the big wizard fight where Dumbledore's all like look at my fruity magic and it's all colorful and he's like Phew. yeah is that is that is that the the fifth one I think that's, that's... the fifth one yeah, yeah yeah and I remember I don't know if I ever saw all of the fourth one I remember seeing the irritating little underwater gremlin people I don't know if I ever saw Edward <laughs> from Twilight get ganked yeah um yep.
1: He got hit by some fruity magic as well. He got he got
0: hit by some fruity magic, um, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. So 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 only basing my sort of m- my understanding of Harry Potter around that, I think they very expertly ignored the fact that the wizards weren't helping with genocides. Um, yeah, and, they it, skirted and, and around it never and really shoot. comes up. Whereas this movie has started people thinking, "Oh wait, why didn't the wizards help with the Holocaust, or why didn't they help with all of these genocides through history?"
1: Yeah. Or the Gulf War um, or stuff, you know. Because yeah. that's,
0: some, that's some fucked up shit, Wizards. What are you doing? I and know why you're basically why... libertarians, but...
1: Well, you know, we're going through Brexit right now. Where are the fucking Wizards? What are they doing?
0: <laughs> I think they probably voted for it, didn't
1: they? they must, yeah, because they're terrible people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, think about it. There's all those rivalries between different wizarding schools. Since all of the wizards apparently went to Hogwarts, they're probably like, oh, we don't need those other wizards from foreign countries." (laughs) Yeah,
1: EU schools, whatever. Yeah, we'll cancel the Triwizard Tournament. We're not afraid to do it.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So then, yeah, the French, like, sexy girl school wizards won't be able to come to the Triwizard Tournament. (laughs) It'll just be Hogwarts (laughs) and the like, really like gruff Russian ones. That's that's um, the Hogwarts that you want.
0: Yeah, I just want gruff Russian Hogwarts.
1: <laughs> yeah, Durmstrang. Where the, where, the Russian? Were they school. Bulgarian? Bulgarian? Uh, no, I thought it was Russian. Or was it Russia? Dermstrang. I'm going to look it look it up. Yeah.
0: I mean, I I will. You know, you know a lot more about wizards than I do.
1: Yeah. Is the northern wizard wizard? Well, on the Harry Potter wiki it says Dermstrang is the northern wizarding school. Hey oh. up. <laughs>
0: Oh, it, the school yeah. is willing oh, to no, accept no, you... international students as far as Bulgaria. So I don't think it is. No, oh, no, because it... isn't Thingamajig from Bulgaria? And Victor because he's Crumb. playing in the Quidditch World Cup f- for Bulgaria. Yes, but, but I thought the Durmström. school was in
1: Russia. But I think I've yeah. just completely made that up.
0: But it is the, it is somewhere in, in the far north of Europe, which, you know, suggests Russia.
1: Right. Hmm.
0: Interesting. So, yes. But yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Is that he plays for Bulgaria, doesn't he? So I was thinking, oh yes, he'll be Bulgarian because he goes to thingy.
1: Yep. Yeah, it'll just be it'll just be Victor Krum, and that's fine. What a dude, though. Yeah, legend. He basically God, saves everything. I love Victor Krum. Yeah, he's underrated.
0: He is an underrated character. He's kind of played off as a bit of a joke.
1: Yeah. But he's a bit of a dude, really, isn't he? I reckon he's secretly lobbying the Wizards to intervene in Brexit right now.
0: He apparently eventually found love with someone in his native Bulgaria.
1: Oh, that's nice. I'm very happy for him. Which is nice.
0: He continued his Quidditch career. You'll be pleased to know.
1: Good. I like Quidditch. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Wizards are bad people, (laughs) as we've said before. Wizards, what are you
0: doing? Come on.
1: Get with it. Get with the program, wizards. Yeah, who's who's worse, wizards or Vince Vaughn?
0: <laughs> Maybe Vince Vaughn is a wizard.
1: He is a libertarian, isn't he?
0: He is. Yeah. So he could be a wizard. You never know.
1: Yeah, he probably is one. He's got magical powers, <laughs> but he's hiding them. Exactly. Fre- because Fred Claws is a cover-up. Yeah. Fred Claus is basically just one big cover-up for Vince Vaughn's magical powers. Because surely anyone involved in a film that rubbish couldn't have magical powers. He
0: never, he never has to have any special effects in his movies because he just magic[s] it. And everyone on the set's like, "How did that happen? Is that like prosthetics?" And like, I don't know.
1: No, no, it's 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 the magic, and he's like, "It's the magic of cinema."
0: Exactly, and then he gives a little wink, but he winks to the camera, even though there is no camera there.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, he winks at the actual camera and they're like, cut. (laughs) I told you that's not a line in the movie, Vince. We've been (laughs) through this.
0: Uh, Right, okay. (laughs) Let's end this.
1: Good times, good times. I believe this will be the last episode before Christmas Day. So a very Merry Christmas to you all. Thanks a lot for tuning in. We very much appreciate it and we hope you have a lovely festive season. And yeah, yeah, very very happy holidays
0: yes have a lovely christmas everybody um have lots of good food watch lots of excellent movies um remember that there is a curio shop waiting for you just around the corner if you wish to see strange things and hear me talk in a weird voice
1: yep and stranger things three will be on netflix next year yeah oh yeah but yes, thank you very, very much for tuning in. We really, really appreciate it. Um, if you'd like to get in touch, tell us about Christmas or Wizards or any any of the stuff that we've talked about. Suggest things for the Curiosity Shop. You can get us on Twitter at BigBoysDon'tPod or on the emails at BigBoysDon'tCryPodcast at gmail.com. Always love to hear from you. And a very, very Christmas to you.
0: Yes. All right, bye-bye.
1: All right, bye-bye.